0: For the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which has sent him. All right, welcome to It Was Found in My Heart. We thank you all for being on and hopefully you are increasing in the knowledge of God. And uh, we pray that uh, God is opening your heart and pouring things into your heart where you can you can share your faith or you can share your belief or you can just share the love of God. And so we want to continue on in that, that mindset, but we're going to keep looking at this relationship that Jesus keeps manifesting to the people he's talking to of him and the father. So we had, uh, the father judges no man. He gave, uh, committed all judgment to the son. And it says that all men should honor the son, even as they honor the father. He that honoreth not the son, honoreth not the father, which was sent him. You see that you can't say, and I know there's been people that say that, oh, I believe in God. No, I believe in Jesus. Jesus wasn't the son of God. So they ignore Jesus Christ, but they say, I, I got God in my life. Mm -hmm. Or they say, Oh, yeah, yeah, God, God, Jesus is the one. And, you know, he's, it's not either or. It's, it's one. Both. Both. You got to have All both of one. them. John 17, three says that, uh, this is eternal life. Believe in the only true God and the one he sent. Mm-hmm. So those two, like, they validate each other. And so I remember um last episode you said you had some things to but we just ran out of time, but you had some things that you want to convey, something that came up from the message that we were talking about last week. Uh what are those things?
1: As we were talking about the father committing all judgment to the son, and then the very next verse says that all should honor the son just as they honor the father. And right there in 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 that verse, we see the equality between Jesus and his father. And I think a few verses up, when we were talking about the Pharisees or the people, people, the Jewish people, they were offended that Jesus called himself the Son of God because they said, You make yourself equal to God. Well, God made Jesus equal to himself, that he thought it not robbery to be equal to God. And so the the father himself doesn't think it is robbery for his son to be equal with him because his son is being just like him. Right. I mean, if you had a son, if we had a son and this son was being just like you, his father, how would that make you feel? You would want your son to be, especially if you're walking in the things of God, if you're walking in a right path, Mm -hmm. you're setting a good example for your son. You want your son to be just like you. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that you would feel less than if your son made himself equal to you. Again, in humility, because Jesus, I believe, was always... Humble, he always lifted up the father, right. you know he he was never arrogant about it. He always lifted up the father. And so if you had a son who was humble in that way, I don't think that you would think that he was taking anything away from you.
0: That's like you know you you teach your son how to play football. let's put it on a um on a carnal way. You teach a kid how to fix a car. you teach him. Whether it's a son or daughter, you teach them things and they grow in it and they even get, you know, kind of like real good at it. Mm -hmm. They're an extension of you. And so all they're doing is what you taught them to do, what you taught them to do, what they saw you do Mm -hmm. and what you said to them. That's what they're mimicking and they're honoring you. Now, people can Mm -hmm. dishonor you, too. You tell your son, you tell your daughter, hey, do this, 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 this. Next thing you know, they're doing the total opposite. So, as a dad or mom, you see both sides of that coin of saying, you know, you're honoring me, and and Proverbs is good with this. If you lazy, slothful individual, man, you break your mom heart, or you know. So, you can see the dynamic of when your child is operating like you. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing. Father was saying, "This is my son, whom I am well well pleased." So let's go with 24. You want to read
1: 24? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Amen.
0: All right. So Verily, Verily, I say unto you, you spoke about that and we were talking about uh What Jesus is saying in 24 is the same thing he says in 17.3 of John, that eternal life is believing in the Father, the only true God, and the Son he sent. Mm -hmm. So you can see this connection that Jesus wants to get us to see that there is a bonding here. There's a relationship between Father and Son. And more importantly, what he's conveying to us as believers in him is that there is a bonding, a relationship between us. In Him, and then in 17 of John, He's letting us know that we can be one. He's calling and commanding us to be one. You know, so this is this is the thing that He's 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 allowing us to see. This is the kind of relationship that we should be having as kingdom people. All right. So verse 25 says, "The hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live." Whereas the father has life in himself, so has he given the son to have life in himself. There's another comparison. What the father has life in himself, mm-hmm. he's given the son life in himself. And the voices that you hear when you're dead, I mean, we hear that because we were once was dead. Mm-hmm. We were blind, but now we see. But on the day when he, he, he died, he was crucified mm-hmm. and it says that he was, he rose again. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Where people, people that were saints work. in the grave in the came grave up rise. and was walking they were and raised yeah in. they was raised up, so they heard <laughs> they heard him and they rose up from the from the grave. If we read twenty seven. It says, "And have given him authority to execute judgment, also, because he is the son of man." So he's not only given him the authority to, to judge; he's also given as the son of God. You can execute this judgment as the son of man, as the son of God. We can look at it from that perspective too, is that there will come a day when there's the white throne of judgment. There's a judgment that only the son of God will be able to render. Mm-hmm. Son of man, he has given us authority that as we walk and live and breathe and be representatives of him, like we were talking about earlier from the last episode about judgment, is that we can present the truth. You know, we're, we're, we're making the truth known. And maybe so you don't have to go through a judgment call. We judge ourselves, you know, so that we don't have to go through a judgment call. And so um, we have to, we can look at it from that perspective. Uh, So can you read 28, 29, and 30?
1: Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Amen. Amen. And that's why his judgment is righteous because he's not seeking his own, Mm -hmm. not his own will, Mm -hmm. but he's seeking the will of the Father. And as we seek the will of the Father, then our judgment will be righteous because we're seeking his will. It is not his will that any man should perish, Mm. but that all should come into the knowledge of the truth. Mm. And when you're trying to bring truth to your brothers and sisters or to those who are not your brothers and sisters, that is righteous judgment. But we know that the word is for uh, what he's talking about. He's talking about the saints of God.
0: There's no in between. Right. Lukewarm is not in the 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 range. You know, we got these ranges that we yeah. put in there. But mm mm, you do, e- spew you out of mouth. Out. Do evil, damnation. Do good, life. life. It's the same thing that Jesus, as we were talking about before, witnessed to Nicodemus, that you know the world is condemned already. Mm-hmm. They do evil, condemned already. You do light, then you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do light, you are right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are the different things that need to come out in, in our walk with the, the Lord. This word of oppression, it's opp- oppression is wrong. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who right. doing it physically, mentally, socially, oppression is wrong. God doesn't like it. Right. And as believers, whatever color oppression is, it's not good. And it should be dealt with. It should be. Um, revealed to the heart of the man so or the woman. And we shouldn't get bent out of shape because we are supposed to be abiding in this truth. Right. If we're not abiding in this truth, then we're not abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're not walking as a disciple of Christ. We're not a follower of Christ because we're walking in oppression. It even says in the scriptures that he was oppressed. So if he was oppressed, and he, you know he didn't like that. So he knows exactly what it feels like to be oppressed as believers saints of God when we deal with those things that are not truth or not that are traditions that are built on cultural differences and we don't if we deal with them then we showing the world that we love one another then they know then they'll know that what we have to offer them is the real deal
1: and that that takes me to the scripture that talks about he who has an ear to hear let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So when a truth is presented, don't automatically put up your guards, but see if the Spirit is talking to you about that thing. And if it's the Spirit of God that's talking to you about that thing, He wants you to do something about it. He wants you to get it right, to make it right. But don't automatically assume that someone is trying to exert authority over you or make you feel bad or make you look bad because that's not as the body of Christ, as the family of God, that should not be our goal. Because if we make one another look bad, we look bad to the world and the world does not want to have, would not want to have what we have. We believe that we have the best. We know, we know we have the best thing that They could ever desire salvation, the love of the father, the love of the savior. We have that and we know it. And, and that's what the world needs. But when the world sees that we can't get along, that we hate each other, just like they do out in the world. So who are we to tell you what's best or who's best? Our witness is damaged, right. because we're not listening to the Spirit of God. We're look, we're listening to the flesh. That's what we're listening to.
0: And what did somebody say? Um, I think it was Martin Luther King. He may mention that the church is the most segregated institution on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why do we have to have our little groups not really willing to cross those bridges to say, listen, this is what we are. So if the world sees separation in the church, if they see that we can say things on the outside, but mostly at the house, we are separated, then they're more, they're more unity than we are. So what an interesting thing that this was found in my heart this morning. And I was driving to my appointment and I was thinking about myself. This this came about getting corrected, being judged by the Spirit of God uh, about things that were going on in my heart and in my life. So He brought out Joseph, and then we t- think about Joseph. We think about him running away from Pharaoh's wife, you know, and stuff like that. And then he gets thrown into jail. You know, she lies on him and gets thrown into jail. And we we we're, we're, we're quick to jump on the fact that that was wrong. He was in jail for the wrong reason. Why was he in jail for a wrong reason? And that's just totally wrong. He did nothing wrong. He was doing the right thing, but now he's in the wrong place. And and the spirit was just letting me know sometimes God allows us to go into a place, even if we don't do anything wrong, but there's something wrong in us that needs to be corrected. So Joseph has some things and tendencies about him and his character prior to his brother throwing him into the pit and selling him into slavery. There's some things that, you know, behaviors or mentality that he may have had. But after all that and going to jail, it's just like there was something that got removed through that wrong thing in that wrong place. He removed some wrong things that were in us or could have been in us. And sometimes we go through some bad things, the bad experience. We can't automatically think, well, I did nothing wrong. But then ask God, so what are you doing in me? Or what are you taking out of me through this experience? Because God is on the move. And if the, if the God that has called us and has given us his spirit and has called us his own wants us to represent him in Christ Jesus being conforming to the image of Christ, he's not going to let junk control us. He's not going to let certain situations and different responses that he knows that's that's not like Christ. Christ didn't respond that way. He's going to start weeding that out. You know, he's purging. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he wants us to bear more fruit. And so don't always think that you're in a situation and you didn't do anything wrong. You need to ask the question. I think it will be a healthy question to ask. Father God, Lord Jesus. What it is about this situation I am that you want to correct something in me or you want to teach me something. And I think that if we can go in with that mindset, we begin to take those bad situations, those wrong places and wrong times or wrong situations, and look at it from a different perspective. And I think we can grow mightily in those things, tapping into that abundant living.